Welcome to this week's Eccentric Minute, brought to you by Eccentric. This week's Eccentric Minute, we're going to review one of our foundational single leg exercises, and that is the K-Box Split Squat. Just like with the squat, guys, make sure you got that tether taunt when you're at full extension, and set yourself a counterbalance. Here we're going to use the barbell on the rack. Sink it down just like a regular split squat, chest tall, and drive through that front foot. I really like that back plate there to take tension off that back toe. As we progress forward, that's going to be big time to help us even keep our weight forward more. As we increase intensity and decrease volume, we're also typically cutting depth, therefore increasing transfer when we're looking at stopping power at a greater height. Guys, give this one a shot. I'm sure that this is one that you're going to find some great carryover for your athletes. I really hope you enjoyed this week's Eccentric Minute. Make sure you check them out at eccentric.com to find out everything you need about the K-Box and the K-Pulley. Being a strength and conditioning professional requires constant pursuit of better knowledge, better methods, and better means. But what if there was a place where strength and conditioning coaches could learn from some of the most innovative practitioners in the world, such as Jeff Moyer, Lachlan Wilmot, William Wayland, James the Thinker Smith, and Kirwenham Flat. Well, you could find multiple lectures from each of these top-level coaches and a few lectures and examples from yours truly as well, all in the Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is going to bring you well over a 100 different lectures from some of the top practitioners in the world to be your one-stop shop for your continuing education and professional development. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Coach, super fired up to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks so much, Jay. Appreciate it. But listen, you know, let's get everybody caught up first and foremost. Like, who is Coach Carm? Where are you at? And uh, how'd you get up there to upstate New York? Yeah, so... uh... Carmen Massarello, I was a, you know, a college basketball player at the University of New Hampshire, a team captain, uh, grew up in the Albany area, had a chance to transfer back home to Siena, actually gave up a full scholarship to prove to people I could play at Siena, and, uh, you know, played four seasons overseas in Europe, and, uh, you know, left George Washington as an assistant coach to work for Jamie and Christian at Siena two years ago. Uh, fast forward. Uh, you know, I took a pay cut to do that because my family's from here still. My wife's from Boston. So we have, you know, we had one little girl at the time. Now we have a, a little guy who is about two and a half months old. And so it was just an easier transition to be closer to family, to, you know, see them more and also to have them see our kids grow. And it was also a chance to come back home to a place I believed in. And, and it kind of worked out where Jamie and, and our staff does a great job. We turn, out, turn around a program that won eight games and win 17. Fast forward, Jamie gets the job at GW, and then I get promoted to head coach. So, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen like that. Fortunate to uh, have people believe in me. And, and obviously my athletic director, John Dargenio, and our late president, Ed Coughlin. Uh, and now obviously just here uh, looking to make a difference. First of all, I'm going to have to get into it with MJ a little bit. I didn't know you were an upstate New York guy, too. What high school? Shenandoah. So, Matt Johnson. Right. I know exactly where you're. Yeah, I'm from Rochester. So, like. Yeah. So, you went to Fairport? Yeah. So, um, I, I had coached a kid on the City Rocks back in the day named Corey McGee, who played at Siena, who was from Fairport. 
And then Scott Fitch is actually still coaching yeah. there. And uh, he trained some guys. You know, he's involved with USA Basketball. So, actually, Jalen Pickett, who's uh, our returning point guard and player of the year in the MAC, Isaiah Stewart, who should be a, a lottery pick from University of Washington, um, who went to, you know, McQuaid and then Lalamere, is, uh, you know, training out there with Coach Fitch at Fairport, you know, on a weekly basis. So, it's, uh, it's always a small world. Dude, it's so, you know, and usually the small world, like when it comes to this, is it's like I run into people in the A-10 or people who spend time in the Valley. It's not like you get people that are so close, literally so close to home. So that's really cool. Yeah. So, no, and Matt Johnson obviously is a, is a great friend of mine. And, uh, you know, he just has been, uh, you know, we went through it at, at GW for, for a couple of years and enjoyed getting to know each other and, and just kind of helping our student athletes, which is what it's all about. And, and Matt's just the salt of the earth person. Uh, you know, his mom and dad are great people and, you know, just excited when he said that you were interested in, in, you know, putting me on here. I said, hey, let's do it. Yeah, and Matt really put us together for another reason, and that's really the reason why we're here talking today. And that is this organization that, you know, you guys have started building that you know, some of us have been lucky enough to be asked to be part of. So let's talk a little bit about Coaches for Change and where this idea came from and the driving factors behind it. Yeah, it was uh, just something that I was thinking about as I'm, I'm, it was funny. I still remember when I was texting, you know, some guys that are members now, Jerry McNamara, Mike Menega, Marcus King, Amir Abdul-Rahim. I was out just, my, my daughter was on her scooter and I was sitting there. I made sure she had her helmet on. And then I try to get as much work done when I'm outside going for walks with her. And obviously and, uh, the murder of George Floyd had just happened and, uh, was just kind of brainstorming with some guys in the basketball industry, like, hey, how are you talking to your teams? You know, what are you going to do to help them with this situation? Obviously, there's so many different aspects, uh, mental health and then social injustices. Now there's a, you know, that kind of just microscope on racism and microaggressions. And so what are we doing to help our young people, but to educate our young people? And uh, that's more or less how Coaches for Change was founded. You know, that number four in that title you know, stands for us wanting to really just educate our, our student athletes. You know, there's, there's four E's involved with it. You know, we want to engage, we want to educate, we want to empower, and we want to evolve. And so, you know, right now we're talking about voter registration, but that four and those four E's are going to be a driving force and a vehicle of change for whatever we want to do, whether it's, hey, looking at the the campus police or the city police in Richmond and do they all have to wear body cameras? Well, Hey, we're going to be able to take donations and, and maybe we're able to, you know, provide a couple cameras for every university police department around the country, you know, and obviously that's thinking big, but we're not just going to be so um, centralized where it's only just about voter registration. That's what we're focusing on now because there can be a tangible result but we want to be coaches for change for the good. And we want this thing to be around forever. This isn't just something that's going to be a flash in the pan. You know, I wanted to, you know, really dive in and have a vehicle of change for, you know, the duration of time, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I think that it's really awesome that you guys have really done the, the heavy lifting to get this started because the one thing that I think a lot of us have struggled with is like just not knowing what to do and how we can do it and how to be involved and how to be better, you know, for the, the young men and women that we get to work with on a daily basis. And, you know, now having a, a group that 
has direction, has ideas, has, you know, things and, and different people that we can talk with to not just find our plan, but hear what other people are doing. And then, you know, what I've been doing that every Monday is bringing it back to the guys and being like, yo, like, this is what we're talking about. This is where we're at. How are we doing with the voter registration? How are we doing with these things? You know, what are things you guys are seeing? What are you things that you guys think are important? You know, and sitting here and taking a step back and listening, because I think that on top of this too, right? Like, it allows us to, to be a voice for them too. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> the House of Representatives probably doesn't represent us quite as well as they should. Like, we all know that. So hopefully we can be able to find a way to be more of a voice for the players and allow the players then to have a greater voice in the near future. Yeah. And I think that's key. And, and that's, you know, our website, www.coaches, the number four change.org, you know, has a lot of those foundational resources, resources where, you know, whether it's a local, you know, governorial gubernatorial race, or it's, you know, something that's at the national level, they'll be able to find those um, per se, what, what ideas or just kind of cornerstone things that those candidates stand for. And I think that's half the battle is getting our young people to understand. You just don't want to get them registered. You want to give them knowledge behind each candidate and what they stand for so they can make educated decisions. And for me, you know, that's what this thing is all about. And as you alluded to, Jay, it's about us kind of creating those bonds in that community where, you know, we had 76 people on our call last night. Our founding member group is 119 coaches from across the country, men's coaches, women's basketball coaches, strength coaches, director of operations. And, you know, we have different people if they want to be affiliated. We have an advisory board. So there's just so many different things we're trying to do. Um, the end of this week, I'm hoping, you know, we're going to have our donate link ready to accept donations. And then we're also going to have our membership page on there. So if somebody does want to get involved, they know how to get involved because, you know, so many different people have reached out to me saying, Hey, Hey, Carm, how, how can we be a part of coaches for change? And for me, we want to be all inclusive. If, if somebody wants to be a part of it, Hey, come on board. You know, everyone has a different time commitment. Everybody has a different job role within their university. But the one thing we can talk about is, you know, so many colleges now have, a group that's made up that maybe stem from coaches for change where they have a group now of student athletes made of, um, you know, a student athlete from every varsity sports team. And now they come back to their AD and there's a couple administrators and a couple of varsity coaches where now they're talking about those issues that we've talked about at coaches for change. And then they can bring that to the regular student body. They can bring that to their, their, you know, president of the school. And now there's those conversations. Now, obviously, COVID-19 is going to, you know, kind of tie our hands a little bit, depending on how those meetings will go. But we've had real conversations. We started an action group at Siena. Um, and so for me, that's what it's about. It's about creating those conversations. And, you know, we don't really care uh, how people get registered to vote as long as we're getting everybody registered to vote. And that's kind of our goal, not only men's basketball and women's basketball, but the cross country team, the track and field team, the lacrosse team, the football team, it doesn't matter, but we should all have the ability to use coaches for change because there's an educational tool there. It's not just to click the button and sign up, you know, you can learn something. Yeah. There are a lot of really great 
resources out there and, you know, people listening, you know, some of ours are on there too, which is really flattering that, you know, you guys felt that it was pertinent enough to put on there. But I think that the one thing that is the most important, you know, we talked a little bit about last night, you know, I think that people at times when they look at things like this, they look and they, they talk about, well, what's their agenda and what are they trying to gain from this? And I thought that the point that was probably the most important to me was when we were talking about educating people on candidates, but it being, these are just the facts. This is not, I'm not telling you to do anything. This is just the information. You need to find the information and make your own decisions. You have to educate yourself. Here are some ways to go about finding that. Um, Google works too, but you can, you know, here are some spots where you can find some things. Right. But we're not pushing an agenda. And I think that that's what's most important. The agenda we're pushing here is to allow the athlete to have a greater voice and to use their platform to drive the change that's most important. For sure. And, and that's why it always comes back to those four E's, right? We want to we wanna engage, we want to educate, we want to empower, and we want to evolve. And we should be doing that daily and creating thought for our student athletes. And in turn, you know, it's a two-way street. Our student athletes are helping us create thought, and we're also helping educate each other. And sometimes the best lessons we learn are from our student athletes. And in the same vein, sometimes the best lessons we learn are from a coach across the country or down the street at a different level that we may have not known before, but now we're privy to that information because of our information sharing at Coaches for Change. You know, and for me, it, it's even wider than that. This thing could be so big and so powerful where, you know, we're also giving people real world leadership training, how to delegate responsibilities, how to come together with ideas, how to think and act in a remote learning environment. And now we can also be empowering, you know, the, the GAs and the, the student assistants and the director of ops and the video coordinators that are looking to make their way in a business. Well, now they're, they're on job interviews without even knowing it with who they're dealing with in our group from, you know, power five assistant coaches to mid-major head coaches to big East assistant coaches. And so for me, the biggest thing is now we can also be the change in athletic departments. We can also be the change in college coaching where we're able to help promote people within our organization and get them better jobs and get them recognition because we have 119 people that can vouch for somebody with the work they've done for coaches for change. Yeah. And I think that the one thing that we all like to talk about so much and I, you know, whether or not it's always really what people are doing or if there are still some hidden agendas and some things people are doing. So we always talk about everything's for the betterment of the kids and everything's for the betterment of the student athlete and everything's based around doing what we can to make sure that they're best prepared and the best situations are taken care of the best or provided the best. And that really it is what we're trying to do. And that's, you know, those three, the three calls that I've been lucky to be on and, and to sit there and listen like that's really been the driving factor to it. And that was the you know theme of our call to our call, our talk today after we ran this morning was simply just, you know, fellas, like how many of y'all are registered? One, okay. For the one guy that wasn't, turn your airdrop on. Let me shoot you this website. Take care of this if you can. Um, but I want you guys to be involved in this. I want to know like if we're going the right way or if there's things 
see that we can do better or if there's things that you see I need to be more involved in or I need to put forward more, you know, because like you said, like it, we have an opportunity here where we can take care of our house and then work our way out and take care of the whole neighborhood, whether it be at Siena or Richmond or with MJ at Butler. Uh, there's a few people at GW involved, you know, that's, you know, there's Andy at, at Dayton. So I was really happy to see three, a 10 schools in, you know, but it's like, after that, like, is it something where I can go down the street and talk to Jamal and Roos and Rhodes at VCU and see how we can expand that way. You know, it's, it's important because I think, I think right now, like with what we're seeing and some of the things that like we just saw this past weekend, albeit, I guess what happened with the WNBA might've been misinterpreted with what happened with, or didn't happen with the Anthem, but like athletes are now starting to see that they do have these platforms and we need to, again, help them be educated so that they can interact with people and then evolve to build these things. And it's really, these calls have been really important to me to hear that because again, like if, if we are what we say we are, and that is people that are looking out for the betterment of these young people, then this is something that is super important. No doubt. And, and I would love for you to go down. Obviously, I know Mike Rhodes. He's a good friend and the guys at VCU. And, you know, that's one thing, you know, we can do is, hey, you know, reach out to somebody where, you know, we, we have conferences all represented and we have a few schools in each conference. But now it's about, hey, you know, reach out to, you know, two other strength coaches in the Atlantic 10 or the basketball coaches or the women's basketball coaches and say, hey, have you got your guys registered to vote? And it's something that we can almost have a domino effect with where now, hey, we're going to challenge you. Well, hey, all right, Rhode Island and, and VC, you guys aren't registered yet. Hey, let's have a competition. Who can get their guys registered to vote first? Or let's see, A10, let's get, let's get registered all before the Missouri Valley. Because obviously Kareem Richardson is a, a, a member of Coaches for Change, and he's at Indiana State now. So, you know, we could have conference challenges. So there's so much we could do with it. You know, we're, what, 99 days now until election, I think. And it's, uh, you know, just a wonderful thing with everyone coming together. And, and for me, during this time, it's kind of energized me more, you know, I'm pretty, pretty energetic guy, but, you know, doing this stuff for a greater good and, and to realize we're really making a difference is what this is all about. I never wanted to be a head coach to say I was the boss. I always wanted to be a head coach to, you know, have more of an impact and the ability to make an impact. And I think that's what this is all about. And I think, you know, everyone's kind of understanding that, Hey, this is a big deal. We're doing something great and we need to continue to push that envelope and, and really do what we can do because this is going to be a vehicle that can be everlasting change for whatever issues we want to get behind and really be that kind of force of, of change. Yeah. And I think that that's awesome. And then I think that the next thing that we really need to talk about is, you know, you brought it up a little bit before, but what I'm really hoping is that coaches hear this and they're like, yo, I want to, I want to help. I want to be involved. What are some ways, Carm, that you think just starting grassroots level and then working our way forward, what are some ways that these coaches can, can get more involved and to be part of this and, and really, again, do better for the, the young men and women they get to work with every day? Yeah, you know, the first piece is just, you know, getting them familiar with, with if they even are registered to vote. You know, or if they're not of age, they can still sign up and then they'll get a text from vote.org on their birthday saying, hey, you're, you know, you can register to vote right now um, when, when they're 18 years old. But the biggest thing is to continue educating. 
um, on those on those facts, right? Like we don't want to have you know anything that's you know not black and white. Obviously, we want people to make their own decisions on topics, and they're going to have a chance to research candidates off our website. But you know, for all coaches wanting to get involved, it's about hey, you know, once I get involved, it's not just about saying I'm a member for you know some credibility. It's about I'm involved because I actually want to take action and make a difference, and I'm going to get my team registered to vote. Like that's the first thing they can do, and that's easy because I wanted to become more educated on this. So I thought, hey, let's build this site for someone that's not completely. Uh, knowledgeable on all the voter registration pieces with absentee ballots and mail-in ballots. And, and so let's do that first because I know I needed help and I'm sure many people did. And I've, I've heard that from them. And then even, you know, finding out from our group, like Mike Menega at Oregon, who's a member, you know, was telling me, Hey, Carm, we had a talk with our team and, you know, the four or five things that came up, from our team was one, they didn't know what to do. They didn't have enough time to, to really look into things. Um, they didn't know how to go about the process of getting an absentee ballot. So we wanted to, you know, take a small sample size of coaches with things that we heard back from our student athletes and really craft that website to really tackle all those hurdles. And with that being done, now it's like, hey, let's use this. Let's on election day now, right? No one wants to, uh, no one wants to work. It's going to be an off day and probably mandatory by the NCAA, the NABC, which is awesome. And I know Eric Reveno at Georgia Tech was the one that kind of spearheaded that. And, and I've talked with Eric and, you know, that's just such a great cause. But now if most of our student athletes are from out of town, what are they doing to help this process? One, are they going to be able to help at a polling station or, hey, on, on coachesforchange.com, there's actually books that are not racially biased, that there's actually black and, and Latino and different colored people in their books, right? When you were a kid growing up, probably rarely saw black people in your children's books. Well, now we have books that are actually, you know, a real kind of sample size where it's, it's, there's no racial bias in these books where we can have them read to students, maybe on an after school program. So their parents can go register to vote and they don't have to pay for a babysitter. Or maybe we set up shuttles uh, because we have so many little mini buses and vans on campus that may not be used. And obviously, if people are wearing their masks and whatnot, we could pick up people that don't have the means or the ability to get to those polling stations, and maybe we can drive them there. So there's going to be so many different things we're looking at to help during Election Day where we can make sure we're kind of taking that action, not just talking about it. And that was the other reason I wanted to start this organization. You know, you're on all these Zoom calls about social injustice and racism. But on all those Zoom calls are all people of uh, like us, you know, like-minded that are anti-racist. But it's not just enough to be anti-racist. It's what are you doing about that? What are you doing to help with this process and to help educate? And I'm still, I'm still learning. I try to do as much reading and, and listening as I can because I want to be a better person and a better coach. But I also want to make sure my players and my president and my athletic director and, and my campus community know I'm doing all I can also to help. And I'm not just going to be silent because we know that that silence is basically uh, not doing anything. Yeah. And I think that I'll just piggyback that with one more point. And I think that you probably agree with it. And, and that is that, you know, it, the sign of a real leader is not just leading, but being able to say, I don't know, being able to say like, I need help. So walking with the kids and asking questions of the kids and really, 
think the biggest thing too with a lot of us is now not having the fear of being wrong, but taking that fear of being wrong and turning it into wanting to learn and grow and be better. Because again, like we always talk about, it's all about the kids. It's all about being better for these young men and women. So how are you going to do that? And I think that this is a group that there's a lot of really, really good things to it. And there's a lot of things that can be really, really powerful and can really help more than a jump shot or their resting heart rate or their beep test score. Like, yeah, those are important. The last two are really important to me, you know, but at the end of the day, are they leaving it better than they found it? Are we helping them be better because of it? And I think a group like this is going to help them understand the power that they actually have and the ability that they have actually to drive change and make this a better place for everyone. A hundred percent. I couldn't have said it any better, right? That's, that's the, the main goal, right? We, we want to leave all we're doing better than we found it. And, and by having such unity and, and such, such a reach, I think, with the type of people that we have in Coaches for Change, I'm just so proud to, you know, be affiliated and, and have so many people that are willing to give their time, right? Because as we know in this business, uh, the time is the most important thing and you don't get any more of it, right? It's not something that you can kind of earn, right? You only get those 24 hours and you got to make the most of them every day. And I think with this Coaches for Change um, organization, we're able to hopefully magnify and, and be a force of change for the good and to show our student athletes that we want to learn and we want to help them learn and we need them to, to help us too. And we're going to do this thing together. And that's what it's all about is that synergy and that compassion and love for one another to grow as human beings and to continually evolve. No doubt, man. So where can they find out more? Coaches, the number four change.org, but also like the social media stuff. Like let's make sure we get all that in the notes, but let everybody know where they can follow. For sure. At, at Coaches for Change on Twitter, um, you know, coaches, the number four change, and it's the same on Instagram. Uh, it's on LinkedIn as well. And, um, you know, obviously you'll be able to hopefully sign up or, you know, inquire about a membership uh, towards the end of the week. So excited. Some, some big things ahead. Yeah, man. It's awesome stuff. Make sure everybody listening, you hit the pause right now. Hop on that Twitter app at coaches, number four, change hit the follow at coaches for change on Instagram, hit the follow, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of great stuff coming out, a whole bunch of things that are going to just start to allow us to have better conversations. And I, I think that the, I like the term better conversations too. I like, I think people like to talk about it being hard conversations. I, I don't know, Carm, like when I go upstairs right now and I go talk to Jacob or Grant or Blake or Nick or whoever, or Nathan, it's not a hard conversation to me. Like if you really love these kids, it's a real conversation. It's a life conversation it, and it's making sure you're doing best by them. And I appreciate all that y'all have been working your tails off for with this, man. I'm, I'm really, really excited to, to be able to be part of it and really hope that this helps spread the word even more, get more people involved and, and really, you know, just keeps this ball rolling that, I mean, it's, the snowball's going downhill, man. Like this thing's, this thing's picking up steam. So I think people really need to jump on and start to be active with it. No, for sure. Well, thank you so much for having me and uh, you know, best of luck. I know you guys are 
down there training in Richmond, and that's a great thing. Obviously, uh, a team that's expected to do big things and look forward to watching you guys. And uh, obviously, you have a great staff down there with Coach Mooney, Mooney and his crew, and just uh, looking forward to following you guys there. But thank you so much for the support with Coaches for Change. We appreciate it. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll see you real soon, buddy. Thanks. Thank you.